Okay, we have started. Um, hello, everyone. This is another episode of Everyone Sucks. I'm your host, Karthik. And today we have the honor of having Leo Lima. Um, to just give a context of how I know Lima, uh, how I know Leo is <laughs> that he used to work at the same company I'm currently working. So I actually know, got introduced to Leo through his code, which I feel like is a really good introduction, to be honest. And that's the best impression a good programmer can leave at ever at any point. So really excited to have Leo. And Leo, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hello. Uh, good morning. Thank you for having me in your podcast. Uh, it's an honor for me. Actually, I think it's uh, the first official Spotify and uh, famous podcast that I'm uh, part of. So it's a great experience for me. And I'm glad that you get to know me through the code, which is what I always aim when I write the code is to leave a good impression. So yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Really, really excited to have you, Leo. So I stalked you through your LinkedIn and your the way your career has developed is really interesting because it's not a normal straightaway path where you take computer science in school and you're just getting to the development job. So why don't you just like walk us through how you actually ended up working where you are currently working? Sure, yeah, for sure. So yeah, my my career, my um, story on software development is, is is odd. Actually, I was here in the last episode, and uh, the last guy was also uh, from a journalist background, yeah. which I found uh, interesting, right? So, but my background was a little bit different because I'm from Brazil, so that's mm -hmm. that's my 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 background, and uh, the first. Uh, I think the first time I, I got uh, introduced to programming software, I think any kind of programming was on the old IRC script chats. I don't know if you have like experience with it. It's just a, a chat with just text and uh, you have a, a program in your computer to chat. And in this program, you can like uh, do some real simple uh, programming uh blocks that you can like for example if someone send you like a specific text you send a specific text back so okay. i was like trying to build like uh, uh simple versions of bots to play rpg you know to play uh, role in playing games but just with text so that's my first interaction with programming and i was like i don't know 13 12 years old as i was like this is cool but okay it's just like a a kid thing uh, it was good for a time, but then I moved uh, cities. And when I was 16 years old, I had to choose something to do. And, you know, you're so young, you don't know how to choose. And uh, I loved computers, so I, I, and I love like images, pictures. So I thought, okay, I will try graphic design. Mm -hmm. And I, I, the first uh, university course that I joined was for graphic design. I did like three semesters and I was like, okay, um, I don't know how to draw and my old university, <clears throat> they were so focused on like the artistic part mm -hmm. of the of, of the graphic design uh, helm. So I was like, okay, I think this is not for me. So I think I write well. So, <laughs> you know, those kinds of decisions that you, you took when you, you, you're young, you don't have much rationale. You're just like, oh, I think I'm good on this. I'm trying to do a career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's what I did. Uh, okay, so I studied to, to, to pass in the journalism uh, uh, course at the, another university. 
and I passed and I was there and um, after like four to five semesters, I think like, okay, this is hard, harder than I thought, but let's, let's keep doing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and it was a good course. I think uh, I met really good people. But when I was ending the, the course, I was, I, I looked back and I said like, okay, so I managed this. Uh, let's take a look at the market. Let's take a look at uh, uh, how and uh, what I will be doing in the future. And mm -hmm. in Brazil, it still is like a hard market to be in as a journalist. Uh, it's a hard country. And uh, I think the, the work conditions for a journalist, even for the big, uh, media outlets in Brazil, I think you work so hard and mm. uh, you don't have like a good compensation and you are always fearing like lay layoffs and, and stuff like that. So it's not a comfortable position to be to be in. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was finishing my course, I was like, okay, I don't think I want to work on this scenario because I don't want to have like to stress out every time that I'm working. So Let's yeah. try to see what I have here. And I was, uh, I had a friend uh, back in my city. I was living in the south of Brazil and uh, she made a, a boot camp. Yeah, a boot camp on, on Delphi. And when she left the journalism course and uh, she got a job real quick. And um, back in my city there, we are very like uh, a center for uh information technology in Brazil. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So I think it was a good market, a look, a good local market. So uh, she got a job real fast. And uh, I, I saw that and I think, okay, let me try to, to see if I can fit on this, on this thing too. And as you can imagine, I was like five, seven years without touching any mm. thing related to mathematics or to logic or to anything like, you know, STEAM yeah, yeah. related. It's like starting so, from zero. Yeah, and I was like, okay, let's see. And uh, to, to be part of this bootcamp, because it was a, a free bootcamp sponsored by the government, mm -hmm. I had to make a test, uh, a logical test. And uh, I was like, okay, let's try. I, mean, the, I already have like the no, let's try to get the yes, right? So yeah, I did, I did a test and surprisingly I, I passed on the on the logical test so it was great a great start mm -hmm. and i started this uh, java bootcamp uh it was like four four hours per day for six months okay so it was a good one and uh then i i, I fell in love with programming mainly because uh, i was more mature and mm -hmm. I could see the differences between, for example, working as a journalist and working as a programmer. Mm -hmm. Let me try to explain. When you're a journalist, you write your text, you do your your piece, you know, like a, a video or, or a radio show or, or or a written text, like an article for 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 an outlet, mm -hmm. and that's your production. But then you deliver your production to your editor to your bosses, to everyone that we review and will change so much of the thing that you, you, you wrote, you did, that you can't recognize yourself anymore on the final product. Mm. And when you yes. program, you know, yeah, when you program, you, you do your code, you do your production, of course, you're going to have reviews. But as I think this podcast is the, the proof of that, because you recognize Michael, then you, you reach out to me 
and he said like yeah the code is, is great and uh, let's chat so that's good because i can see myself on my own thing you know and it's, it's your own myself. product like it's your own product like yeah if, no i can i can understand that if the article has been like edited so much that you don't even recognize like the author the original author doesn't recognize it mm-hmm. you lose your the personal touch with it right yes that that's perfect yeah that that, that was the thing that made me really proud of like being a software developer mm-hmm. because I, i i can see myself and i can really do an impact on my own production i think a real impact of course as a journalist you do impact mm-hmm. but uh it's it's a hard job and uh, at the end of the day it's hard to see what parts did you do and what parts you didn't and what was good what was bad you know so yeah. i think i was like okay so this is great I think I finally found something that I want to do for like a lot of a lot of years. So let's try to pursue that. Mm-hmm. So uh I tried uh, I I studied again and I passed on the uh system uh it's a different name in Brazil but it's not like computer science it's more like uh um information system course which is okay. more like focused on the market. And it, it was like a, just a, a part-time course. It's not like a, a full-time one. Okay. And uh, it was, yeah, as as I said, the, the city was really like uh, booming on, on the technical and the IT scenarios. So they have this mm-hmm. course to like, uh, to, to, to build like workforce, you know? So yeah, and uh, I passed on the course. It was like a hard one to pass to. And uh, even before I, I started my classes, um, I was talking to some friends, like really proud because I, I just passed on the course and said like, okay, so now I'm gonna be a developer and let me know if you have any opportunities there so I can uh, do like an internship or something like that. Yeah. And one of my friend's friends, uh, he was um, a co-founder of a digital marketing company Uh, and the, the company was doing really good. They just got invested mm-hmm. and he said, okay, so just shoot me an email and now you connect you with my CTO and you can go from there. Mm-hmm. So I think, okay, again, I already have a no, let's try to get a yes. Uh, I didn't have any experience at all, <laughs> but I said like, okay, so I, I sent an email. So like, okay, I just passed on the university. I really want this opportunity. So if you can give me one, I'm there for you. So the CTO replied and said like, okay, I like your energy. So let's do a challenge, just a mini challenge so we can assess your programming skills. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, okay, I have some Java background. Let's try to, to think about something else here. But then the, the challenge was on Ruby, Ruby on Rails because they were a web company. Yeah. And uh, like, okay, let's try it. But the, the bad thing was like, when they sent me the, the challenge, and I had like four days to do the challenge. Uh, I was moving places and I was without any internet connection there. And oh. I was like, okay, how can I do something in a challenge with a programming language that I don't know, which without is internet. web, yeah, web related <laughs> without internet. So oh my God. yeah, you can imagine how hard it was. But uh, what I did was like, I went to the public uh, library every day and I tried to code from there because they had internet. So that's what I did. Uh, I didn't, I, of course, I didn't do like a great job, but at least I tried and I said to the CTO here, this is the thing that I, I, I did. It doesn't have tests, but uh, it's mm-hmm. doing the thing that you ask it. 
it was an anagram challenge, uh, a real simple one. So the guy said, okay, so I like what you try to do. You, you accomplished well, so come here so we can have a, a conversation. So the next day I was there on the office. Uh, the personal interview was, it was hard because I had to model something. I had to like do the Fibonacci thing that everyone asks, especially yeah. back in the times. Uh, but uh, they, they gave me the position. So uh, the first internship, I was being paid, not that much, but it was a paid inter in an internship. Mm -hmm. And it was even before I started my course. So I found this amazing because I wasn't in the university. I wasn't even like in my first semester and I, I, I already got a job. Yeah. You know? So uh, I, I, I felt like I think I made a great decision here. So mm. I kept doing. And then next phase is I was working hard, like eight, nine hours per day. And I tried to do my course at the night. And as you so can imagine, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. During all this time, you were working at your journalist job too. Hmm. Oh, actually, after I got in the in the in the in the course, yeah. I was working between like the transition. I was uh, doing some PR consultancy. I was doing some content creation. So you but, had a full time uh, job taking yeah. much of your day. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. Yeah. So then after I passed, and then after I got the internship, then I drop. Uh, I, I quit the the journalism so just mm -hmm. I can focus on the on the software One development thing. side. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So uh, the next is, yeah, I was working nine hours per day and then trying to do a course at night. And uh, it was really tiresome. And, uh, you know, you work all day and then take your car, go through the traffic. Yeah. It was really bad on traffic. And then you arrive at the class. And in Brazil, in the, most of the university courses, you can you cannot skip classes. They are like, um, you have to oh. go, otherwise you can't pass. Here, I think uh, you can just uh, do the tests and the classes are optional. If you wanna go, you yeah. go. If you don't wanna go, you don't. Yeah, so yeah. in Brazil, you can't do that. So you can imagine you have to go there and sometimes the, the teachers and the professors, they are not the best ones. And you're like in this boring class trying to learn something from 20, 15 years ago that you really yeah. don't use. And it was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so tired. And I'm trying <laughs> to learn this thing and I you can do your test and it's not a good grade. And I was like, okay. So yeah, as you can imagine after three, four semesters, I couldn't do anymore. So I dropped from the university and I mm -hmm. was, and I just focused full time on my job. After like one, one year, one year and a half, I was hired as a, a full-time position. Mm -hmm. And then uh, after that, after some years, uh, I, I got promoted as a, as a manager. And a little bit after that, I decided to go back as an individual contributor so I can focus my career on going outside of the country. So that's when I decided to, to, uh, to come to Canada because mm -hmm. My wife came before me. Uh, okay. At the time, she was uh, my girlfriend, and she, she said, "Like, okay, I, I, I'm going to Canada." And I said, "Like, okay, I'll go too. <laughs> Let's go." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I was working remotely for Brazil, uh -huh. and uh, it was really great because my company in the past uh, they gave me this uh, 
the opportunity to work remotely. Mm -hmm. it, it was not that common uh, in, in the company and, and back in the days as well. So yeah, and I was working for one year to Brazil, like earning in Brazilian reels and spending Canadian dollars. Oh, that's hard. Best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was not the best scenario as you can imagine, but you know, yeah. And uh, I, I worked it out and I got my uh, work permits to work in Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a Brazilian friend that was working at EventMobi at the time. And okay. uh, he said, yeah, we have front-end positions. And uh, yeah, I, we, can, we can talk later how I decided to, to focus on front-end. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, I got this job on EventMobi. Worked there for one year and six months, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to another company. Right now, I'm working with the crypto market. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I think now my career, I think it's great. I think if I look back, it, it was really quick how, how much I accomplished. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm really grateful for everyone who was part of my story because without, you know, that co-founder, that friend and yeah. my parents, everyone that supported me through the, the, the harsh uh, path, mm -hmm. I think I couldn't do without them uh, because... Uh, uh, I think I'm very resilient, but if you don't have like your support net, you can. It's really hard to do anything in in your life, right? Oh yeah, yeah, no, I totally, totally agree. Now, when I like hear this story, it clearly shows that it has. There has been like multiple times when the things got tough for you, right? I mean, like it wasn't yeah. that straightforward that the things were just getting in the way, and you had like a lot of moving wheels going around. Um, how i mean like where was there a moment where you felt like is this actually the right way to do it why don't i mean you know when the situation gets tough the first thing which comes to mind in human nature is do i even need to do it why not just i just stay where i am i mean did you ever feel that uh yeah yeah i think uh, when i was uh, uh at this first internship job mm -hmm. Um, it was really hard for me to prove myself to the other developers and to the management, you know, because I didn't have like a computer science background mm -hmm. and I was trying to get promoted, you know, I was trying to get hired and uh, it was really hard because I, I worked, I worked well and I wasn't receiving the recognition and I was like, okay, so... Is this the right thing to do? I think. Uh, uh, what about journaling? Perhaps I was in. I could have a better situation right now because yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm already like I don't know, 25 years old, and I'm trying to get promoted in mm -hmm. an internship job. So you, of course, there there are times you doubt yourself, and uh, but fortunately, that that thing fueled uh, myself, and I tried just to do harder, and I tried to just get even more serious in my career, you know? Uh, mm. I, I, I was looking around and, uh, you know, a lot of people that just came from like CS backgrounds, it was like the, the natural path for them. So they are more like relaxed in the work. They, they are like, just like, you know, I know that I have a job. I know that I can get any job that I want. So I'm just like yeah. relaxing. But for me, it was like, oh, this is my life. This is my only chance. So I was much more focused and sometimes, it was good for me to be that mm -hmm. focused and, and that serious on my, on my career and my job, but sometimes it was not because people misread my 
my my my serious positions and uh, trying to to be like you know straightforward and uh, not that I was rude. I believe I wasn't rude, and that's the thing that I fight a lot in the computer science field and the software programming because people think that it's okay to be rude, and I don't think it's okay to be rude at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, then uh, I was just trying to evolve real fast. And sometimes people just wanted to relax and just chat with your friends and just, yeah, we're working here. We are like a startup, so you don't have to be that serious. So just slack off. You're, you're kind of annoying because you just want to work and talk about work stuff. And, you know, you're not part of yeah, the yeah, club, yeah. you know? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that thing was hard, too, because I was just trying to prove myself. And I really want to be part of the... You know, software engineers, software developers club. I want to be part of that because I work it hard to be part of that. Mm. And I was I was having this barrier as well. So yeah, it it was hard. Yeah, I feel like there was more added pressure to you because you wanted to prove yourself, not coming from CS background, that you belonged there. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And so, do you think so? I from what I listened that actually helped you become more better at your job because you were focused. You knew that. I need to prove. But if I ask you right now, did you think so that pressure was fair? Like was actually people judging you from not being a CS background or was it the pressure was actually correct or you just created it for your own self? You know, that, that's a good question. Um, I, I looking, looking back, I think a lot of the pressure was, was coming from myself, I believe, because mm you doubt yourself a lot, yeah. right? And especially for like coming from a more like communication set of skills, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, human related skills and you're trying to to go into a field that is really like steam, really like uh, rational. Yeah. And uh, I, I was always thinking like, I'm good at this. It, mm -hmm. I, I can do like quick, calculations in my head then I can I, I was never like you know a math math person so how mm -hmm. can I be a, like a good programmer so of course a lot of of this come came from from my own mind from from myself and uh but sometimes it, it's from the from the outside as well because mm -hmm. uh, as I as I said I was progressing real fast so yeah coming you from were batting like, eyes of the other people yeah mm -hmm. yeah so uh, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, but that, that's a good question yeah yeah that, that's just that, that's what i feel like because uh whenever situ like it's a tough situation when specifically i would assume because i have never actually switched fields i was i've always been in computer science so mm -hmm. i always try to understand uh when a person is switching fields it's an added pressure because they think that people are thinking that they don't belong there and so they just i feel like the self-doubt adds on like a lot of pressure which actually if sometimes uh i'm happy for you that it actually helped you focus more but i've what i felt like is for some people that actually degrades their performance because they're adding more pressure on themselves yeah because yeah. uh I, I used to talk with some bootcamp graduates from toronto and they're switching someone's from like banking field someone's from like finance field and they're like sometimes you can just understand that the person is trying too hard and that way they're actually degrading their own performance, yes. you know, because in development, you got to have a clear mind to actually think through the problem solution. So I, uh, so that's what I like, I felt like the self-doubt 
when you are switching, when you when you are even switching career fields or even just doing anything which you haven't done before, that plays like a really big role. So, um, you know, how how do you actually handle that voice in your head, which sometimes tries to say you that it doesn't, it's not going to work out? Because I'm I'm pretty sure everyone has that voice in their head, right? Mm-hmm. What are your What are your ways of handling it? How do you counter it to actually win over it? Yeah, yeah, that that's a it's a good one as well. I think um, I've I've used some strategies in the past, but I believe the most important thing for me, mm-hmm. uh, as I was mentioned before, uh, was having a, a safety safety net around me, and mm-hmm. especially especially people. So I have uh, this really great fan that I I met on the first day of uh, the university course at. Uh, at the system information course, yeah, uh, and uh, he he's he's one of my best friends. He's my best friend here in Canada for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I worked with him for a long time because he got an internship at the same company, and uh, we we were in the same situation. You know, he he also dropped it off from 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 the university, and yeah. he was just working. And sometimes when I see that, I wasn't. <clears throat> handling well the pressure and i was doubting myself a lot uh, i went to talk to him mm. and i said like oh i'm feeling like this and uh i'm i'm feeling really bad because you know people i don't know they're not understanding or i think uh, i i i think i'm not getting the the promotion i think uh i i'm do, i'm working so hard yeah and um, my bosses they are not like seeing the work that i'm doing so Mm -hmm. do you think uh, i'm doing well and it's good to have a different perspective you know my friend was always like uh uh, very open and uh he said like good and bad things for for Mm -hmm. my own growth so but 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 a lot of times just like okay so you have to remember how you did you enter this 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 field and how much did you accomplish until now so you are not bad so stop doubting yourself so just mm-hmm. look at the, the good things you have good skills you bring like uh, different perspectives to to the field because you came from like uh, a different background so yeah. you bring good things to the field so don't doubt yourself that was good mm-hmm. and of course uh, uh, after uh, I married, after I I I, I found a, a good uh, partnership in my life, I think I always use people around me. You know, I know yeah. that sometimes people just try to, you know, put all the pressure inside to to avoid messing with uh, the people around you. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I am the opposite. I'm very open. You know, sometimes too too open to the people around me because I think I'm always open to 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 help people, and I think that's. That's one of the reasons you have people in your life, you know, to, to yeah. help to help on this tough situation. So that mm-hmm. that's the way I, I used to cope with these self-doubting moments. Of course, mm-hmm. I still have them. Uh, even if I am a senior developer right now, of course, sometimes you find yourself in situations like, why I'm not getting this? How can I do better? Yeah. And I use the same thing, like talk to the the, the, the person around you and uh, mm. see, I think it was good. I just digressing a little bit. For example, uh, we have a, a friend, a, a common friend, you and I, I think you, Umer, uh, yeah. who 
he's working on, on Elaine Mobley. He's a great guy as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he used to do these daily logs on what he accomplished in the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think daily is too much, but it is a great tool to, you know, look back and see how much you have accomplished in one week, one month, one year, two years, you know, and yeah, you're doubting yourself, you look back to a log like this. And yeah. It's like, okay, so I think, I think I'm doing good. Okay. Yeah. So let's just try to relax a little bit and just keep doing the good work, you know? Well, you actually mentioned this daily log thing. He actually showed me that and I actually picked up that habit too. I actually agree with you. That's a really great habit. And I've, I've started doing it at the end of the day. I just write down whatever I did, which is I like, thank you to Mayor to actually telling me that too. It's, it's really fun. Like now I see back at the logs of like July, I can first, I can see what I did in July. Yeah. Second, it shows like what you have accomplished and it just gives you a bigger perspective. Of course. Yeah. Th that's a great habit for sure. It's hard to stick to it. Yeah, but uh, it's a really good to not just only to, for example, have like the resources to show that you accomplished uh -huh. uh, for for your managers and everything, but also to boost your own like uh, self esteem, you know, because you can look yeah. back and say, "I did good work," and if you didn't, it's something that you have to work to, uh, on it, you know. Yeah, At it's least a you sign have that you gotta improve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's great. Um, no, I want to ask you something. So tell me if I'm wrong and tell me how, at what extent do you think that affected your, oh, let me frame the question this way. Um, so you told me that your graphic design course was more creative focused, correct? Um, would you call yourself a creative person? Uh, I think it, it's so uh, open and abstract like this term, right? Yeah, that's true. Being creative, so, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say like, let's frame this question this way. So what I wanna take you to the, the main question I wanna ask is how much role do you think that creative training, like the training to think creatively or trying to think creatively played in your current development roles? Like, do you think so that has helped you while solving problems because you have that creative perspective? I just want to, because I just always, I'm always curious to understand when people are able to implement something which is of some other field into development and are able to actually take benefit of it, which I really like. Like mm -hmm. the, it's because it affects, right? Because your mind is using two great things and mixing them up and producing another great thing. Yeah, no, yeah, I think now I understand. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I think, of course, uh, I use uh, tools that I've, uh, I think I brought from other like areas that I, I was studying. Mm -hmm. I think, for example, from journalism, I think uh, the the way how to structure like uh, your mind and how to go from top to bottom in a mm -hmm. problem and uh, especially how to translate something that I just learned to something that I have to work on it to show to someone else. And that you can translate to code as well because you have to get the requirements and have to think how to structure. So back in the days and until today, sometimes if the problem is too hard, I, I take a piece of paper and I start to structure the thing before I start. And that was something that I did in journalism as well. And I was doing like a, a, an article or something to just organize my notes. Mm -hmm. I have to put everything on a paper and I, I structure everything that I have to do before I start. So I think that thing translated to the code for sure. I think I, I, I trained myself 
a lot on how to, you know, get information, digest and put out in the world during the journalism, during like even in graphic design as well, because that's all the designers do, like try to, yeah. you know, put another meaning to things to try to yeah, yeah. resignify a lot. So that, I think now that we are talking about how we can correlate, I think that has a huge impact for sure on how I think. And I, I got like good feedbacks in the past on how good I was in organizing my ideas and, and showing the ideas. So mm. that, that's a good thing because sometimes we have great minds in the field, like uh, developing great systems. But when you ask this person to show how this person think and okay, write an article to just to show and share your knowledge. And it's so hard for, for, for them to write something and to organize the ideas because they just know because they just know it's not something they, yeah, they yeah. thought. How can I explain how I know this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think uh, I've developed different skills that of course helped me a lot. So I think it compensates a little bit about my lack of mathematical background, for example. So, but it, I, it makes you unique, right? I mean, in, the, in yeah. the sense that I mean, I've heard like I've I've read it and I've heard like a, finding a developer who can communicate well is the perfect developer. It's kind of like close to a perfect developer because if a if a person who's developing, you're working in a team, you can't communicate your ideas well. Well, it's tough to use your skills. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think it's 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 better to have someone that is not a genius in, in, in software development, but can communicate better and can, you know, exchange information better than yeah. have someone that is really great. But if this person leaves you, mm -hmm. you are screwed because you never got the, the knowledge from for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that that's great. Um, so um, you started in backend, but now you're like uh, front-end focus, like specially front-end focus. Mm -hmm. Talk me through that transition because normally I don't see back-end developers liking front-end that much. That's yeah. what my experience has been. <laughs> so well, how did you end up in front-end? Like well, what happened? Yeah, you're right. I think a lot of my friends that they started on back-end and a lot yeah. of the people that I know, they stick to the back-end and it's hard for them to transition to, to front-end. But I also know uh -huh. people that uh, do both really well. And I think those are the real unicorns, you know, in the field. Yeah. But uh, for, for, for myself, uh, when I started like Java and Ruby and uh, even Python, it was a great start to, to get the, the good fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And um, I was progressing and I, I didn't. I wasn't really paying attention on what which field to focus. I was just trying to to do a good job and then to perform well as a as a developer. So, uh -huh. but I always say like I love to solve problems even on the back on the front end, uh, and I was doing that. But at a certain period of time during my my first job, I noticed that I liked more to solve problems layer that people the real user touches then mm. on the layer that is more like on, on the background so the back end so even on, on, on in ruby ruben rails you have like uh, the view layer and you have mm -hmm. like jquery and all the javascript interacting with this layer mm -hmm. and uh, i felt like how can uh, we improve that so Naturally, I was going to teams and I was uh, uh, leading teams that were more like focused on this layer. And uh, from that, I evolved to like the different frameworks 
And then I found React and uh, it was something that I really appreciated. And it was great because the front-end field was finally get getting mature, getting like uh, yeah. 100% professional. And you see like those big companies behind React, Angular, mm. Vue. And, and, and so like, okay, so this is a field. I think this is something that I can invest on, you know, because I was used to 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 place bets on my career and that yeah. was a bet so should i bet on back end should i bet on front end and you know i knew that i was going to receive some prejudice to choose front end because you know that's this thing that the real developers they do the back end uh c c <laughs> and all this back end low level language and yeah. i was like okay <laughs> i'm used to to receive prejudice on my career so I, I i i will choose this thing anyway and i will advocate for it so mm -hmm. that's the thing i think i chose and i i stick to my to my to my position not something that i said like uh i took front end because they were paying well and i just do because but i know front end is not that good and and, and that's not the thing that i do mm. and i was like advocating and in this last job i used to have a a manager a director that i asked i asked them because when i joined the company the company was like the classic company that uh, we do a lot of great back-end development here mm -hmm. and the front end is like okay it's something that we do here and there we don't pay too much attention and that's what we have to do because we have to show our product but uh, yeah, yeah it's the front end and I asked the, the director, the guy has a lot of uh, uh, experience working in a lot of companies. And I said, like, why we have this culture here and why the other developers, they don't like to work on front end. Mm -hmm. And one thing that he said uh, was really different for me. It stuck with me because he said, mainly it's because they are afraid. And I asked why they are afraid. And they are afraid because it's something that is really different from what they do. They they are afraid that they are interacting with the real users. If they screw up on the UI mm. that much, it would be like really easy to spot who did this thing and who screwed up with this uh, UI, you know? And if they don't know the language, if they don't know uh, the mindset on, on, on doing good front-end code, they will, be, they will not be comfortable. So for most of them, they just like to be comfortable in a position that you do like really great and optimal backend code, but you don't want to adventure yourself on something that uh, you really don't know and you can cause real impact mm. on, on the end user. And that's the exact thing that I wanted to do. I, I wanted to cause real impact on the end user. So that's why I focus on the front end. Yeah. So yeah, so, it, was, it was like that. Do you think that because you were coming from journalism, you were used to having your product, even though edited, but going in front of the customer. That kind of affected your decision of wanting to be in the same situation in the development field too? That you wanted your product to go into, in front of the customer? I think that's a good uh, connection. It's a good way of thinking about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah. one of the reasons that I joined journalism is to, 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 to cause impact in people's lives for sure and to, to help society, which is like a, a bigger thing. Uh -huh. uh, and I, I think it, it was natural for me to real, try to connect because, you know, I'm a people person and I try to connect with people. And uh, yeah. in the development field, the, 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 the best layer to connect with people 
it's, it's on it's a front end because you are yeah. closer to the designers and the designers do the user research and i love the user researches so i think it was a natural move if you think uh, in retrospect for sure yeah and i also feel like you were comfortable actually putting yourself in front of the users kind of thing because you're used to putting your product in front of consumers and yeah, able to take right. the heat right mm -hmm. i mean so it, I can understand that you would be more comfortable as compared to a backend developer who has never actually been uh, like, uh, haven't actually put out any product in front of real users. Yeah, expose, uh, expose himself. Yeah, expose yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of guts. I mean, like, uh, it's it's not that easy for some people to actually be able to just, it's just natural, you know, some people yeah. are just not that willing to do it. Yeah, I think, and it's totally fine, you know, if you like yeah, more yeah. to be on the background, I think it's really important. I think it's the foundation of everything. And uh, and I respect that. Uh, yeah. The only thing is that uh, the respect should be mutual, you know, I think you have to recognize exactly. <laughs> that you are a background person, yet you don't want to show yourself. And that's good, but you don't you, you don't you, you don't say bad things about the people that want to to show themselves and to yeah. work with a layer that touches more with you the end users, you know. Yeah, it's definitely mutual. I, I totally agree with you. It's um, both. It's like both complement each other, right? Front and back yeah. complement each other. Yeah, the so, best companies they have like great backend developers and uh, backend squads and. Amazing yep. front-end squads, like you think uh, Facebook, Netflix, I think they are like yeah. references for both sides, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, uh, some random question. So now you're working for a cryptocurrency base. Are you getting paid mm -hmm. in Bitcoin? If I what? Are you getting paid in Bitcoin? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. <laughs> we are in the early stages of uh, this crypto revolution, the thing uh -huh. that we say, you know, and... Uh, Canada and I think all the capitalist world, they are still like really based on the old coins, you know, the old money. So, fiat uh, money. yeah, yeah, the fiat money. So, if we're living in a world that uh, crypto was everywhere, I can uh, uh, soon enough you can buy Teslas with Bitcoin. But you know, if you can do everything with crypto, of course, I think uh, I would be paying in Bitcoin. But uh, since we are in a fiat world, I think it's it's just fair that we are paying in fiat. But of course, a yeah. lot of us just translate this fiat to Bitcoin at the end of the day, especially these days. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so I actually read your Medium article about, um, I read all of your articles, but some one of them I really wanted to talk about was how you were able to manage the your own understanding of your own productivity as a manager, mm -hmm. where you mentioned that actually writing your what are you doing into the sticky notes help to you i want to focus how important is the role of writing in your life considering mm -hmm. now that you don't get to write that much i can yeah. see how in journalism your writing is so important so is same as writing code is to as a developer writing on a paper is same to a journalist but as you switched how how is the role of writing still right now and how important it is for a person to write according to your personal opinion Okay, so yeah, thanks for, for reading the, the articles. Uh, they, they are quite old because I, I was writing them mostly when I was in Brazil. <clears throat> but mm -hmm. that one about uh, how to become uh, a, a good developer manager, uh, that really helped me. Uh, and when, when I was mentioned before, I used to take a lot of notes when I'm a journalist. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still take a lot of notes. And to answer the question about writing, I don't. I don't think. I don't know if this is something uh, uh, about our generation, 
But for me, if I want to learn something well, if I'm studying hard a topic, mm -hmm. I have to uh, take a, a, a piece of paper, a pencil or a pen, and I have to write like physical notes. I have to put some ink on the paper I, because I think that's the way my brain is used to, to learn. Mm. So I think writing places a really important role in my uh, life overall, but especially in my career, because I think my brain is like, just act, act like this. If you really want to learn a topic, you have to write physical notes. I try to, I, you know, I, I have this iPad with the, the pencil and, and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, but it's not the same thing. It's not like the physical thing. And uh, I, there are studies to, that show that uh, the, 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 the act of like just putting the pen and the, and, and the paper and write mm -hmm. like physical notes, it, it stimulates your brain in a certain way that you are able to absorb the, the, the knowledge. So yeah, I think, uh, I think if you ask me how important is writing for me, I think it's really important because that's the way I learn most of the hard topics that I have to learn, you know. And how have you integrated that in development? I mean, so how, like, if you're, say, if you're working on a problem, do you actually break it down on paper even right now? And uh, how, how do you think that uh, helps? I mean, like, because most of the people, what even I would do is I'll just write it in the notes or something. Okay, what I want to do or in comments, I'll just write. But do you still write it on paper or how do you, like, target that? Uh, yeah, good question. I think uh, depend, depending on the problem, Mm -hmm. If it's a problem that I'm uh, really comfortable and used to, to, to do it, uh, I don't pass through the layer of like writing in the paper. Yeah. I just go straight to the, the code. And uh, mm -hmm. if I need, I do like a diagram in, in a web app. And that's, that, that's it. But if it's a new thing and something that I, you know, I have to figure out how to even start thinking about the problem. Mm -hmm. Then I take a big piece of paper. I start drawing the diagrams. I start drawing like the flows, you know, the mm -hmm. mind, yeah, the mind yeah. flows. And then I progress and I take pictures. Sometimes I even, even these days I, I take pictures and I share with my, my coworkers, my colleagues, and I show uh, how I'm thinking and how do we progress. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, I become comfortable with the topic. And the next time I'm touching this topic, probably I, 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 I'm going to get a glance of on my notes, but I'm not mm -hmm. writing anymore. So uh nowadays it's not that frequent that i write notes but uh as i said if i'm facing something that is more complex that i'm used to mm -hmm. i of course I, I i try to 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 put on a paper and try to start like thinking and structure my mind mm -hmm. so the next time it's easier for me to just um, flow through the topic do you miss writing writing no <laughs> no <laughs> no pro professional writing as i was yeah. doing journalism i don't miss at all I love I love coding and I prefer to write code nowadays yeah. for sure. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, you're gonna say, oh, I write a lot on the weekends, you know? It's like <laughs> you just keep writing. But I would actually like uh, love to see more articles coming from you. I mean, like as a as yeah. a reader, like if uh, on Medium, I mean, I feel like your writing is pretty. I can see how clearly you structure the ideas, which is go great for the reader because it's easy to follow. So I, I would actually, um, as a as a reader, I would um, I'm waiting for your more articles. <laughs> great, uh, that's a great uh, advice. I, I was planning to write more, uh, especially to help like the community, like to give back a lot. Yeah. So uh, of course, uh, I was thinking about like uh, uh, a course or or even articles, but 
Yeah, I think I will follow up on that. Thanks for reminding me that. Uh, yeah, I'm people waiting for you. Read. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep pinging you every week until you write. Please ping. Me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep you accountable on this. For okay. sure, I love that. I love it. <laughs> so, Leo, what if I ask you what's your secret sauce? What would that huh. be? Uh. <laughs> That's a good one. Let me think for for, for a yeah, bit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know you don't want to put all your secrets out, but what's your secret sauce? Like, what uh, what makes it, Leo Leo? What makes Leo Leo? I want to know that. <laughs> if I could share any like secret sauce that people can really use, it, I would share because I love to see. Even people, if even if people know. can't use it, I just want to know what works yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> because you never know what people what we actually usually think most people won't like. Some of the people would actually try using it. You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah. So just tell me what works for you. Don't care about people. I just want to know what Leo. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Look, uh, I think uh, what works for me, and that I, I think what differentiates me from 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 others in the field, uh, I think it's because I, I I have a really a real and genuine uh, people based approach. I try mm -hmm. to treat like developers as people. I don't like people using resources as a synonym for people in the field, for mm -hmm. example. So when I bring this more uh, humanistic approach to, to the field, and I show this to the managers, and uh, besides that, I'm also doing a good work on the code, and I try mm -hmm. to just, you know, uh, try to bring everyone together try to like boost everyone together with me i try to grow with people and not against people and i think in this field this is not so common so i think that's why uh managers and people like to to, to work with me and like to like uh, my work and uh, uh it's 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 hard to say but i think uh after having so many difficulties to grow on my career, mm -hmm. right now I'm so used to receive uh, feedbacks, mm -hmm. good ones and bad ones, especially bad ones. And uh, when I face like uh, a bad feedback, and I, I, I'm, I think I, I, I was able to develop a good level of humbleness when it comes to code, because you know I didn't came from like a computer science back background. Mm -hmm. And so I am always humble to 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 learn from a code review from someone more like uh, experienced than than me, and to evolve. You know, mm -hmm. of course I'm not perfect. Uh, if I, you know, someone arrived and doesn't have the best approach to share their feedback, it will be hard for sure to adapt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but after like we figure out each other. And I, I can really trust that person. Mm -hmm. I think I can, I try to learn as much as I can. Uh, and it doesn't matter who the person is and uh, uh, what's their background. If I can learn, if I can evolve, I try to be like that. So mm -hmm. I think uh, it's, not, it's not like a magic one that I have. Uh, I think yeah, yeah. my secret thing is try to focus on people mm -hmm. because we are people work with people building stuff for other people <laughs> so yeah it's a people business it's not like a computer science it's not that 
you know, uh, you, you, we are not building like atomic bombs or launching spaceships <laughs> yeah. to, to the outer world. We are doing software that people want to use to solve problems. So we are people business. And uh, I'm humble to accept uh, that my work sometimes is not the best, the best thing. So I can evolve. So I think those are my two yeah, ingredients. I feel like um, when you say that you want to, what do you target your work as is growing with people, right? That comes from a place where you have actually inherently um, accepted this idea that it's not a zero sum game. It isn't like you win and everyone else loses of if anyone else win, you loses because you understand that we all can win together. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's that's a really um, an interesting concept to actually integrate in your own life because a lot of situations come in where even I would start considering it as a zero-sum game. You know, it's like either either I lose or either I win, but it's uh, I really like like how you're, I've, I can see that you have integrated that approach into your work inherently that you, you, can, you are able to understand that it's, we all can win together. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's the best way. Sometimes it's hard to 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 have this mindset going on in a company, in a group of people. Uh-huh. But uh, and that's something that I always advocate to, to to reach that point because it will be better for everyone working and everyone in the all the layers of the the environment that you are that where you were working. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah I think. <laughs> That's the, actually that's the only way that I know how to do a, a good job <laughs> is if I have space to 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 work like that and if uh-huh. people are willing to work like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo, so if I would ask you what's your favorite failure, what would that be? So like a failure which happened in your life and it sucked at the moment, but now if you look back at it, you're grateful that it happened. What would that yeah. be? <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Mm. Uh, I think uh, one of the greatest failures that I had in my career, and now I can learn from from it, is when I was becoming the manager for the first time. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I really love to to empower people and to, 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 you know, bring everyone together with me. Yeah. And I thought at the time that, uh, okay, so uh, now I'm a manager, so now I'm going to do a great work on, like, you know, one-on-ones, mentorship, and try to grow this person to the next level and everything. But I was younger, for sure. I didn't have enough mm. field experience, like work experience. But uh, as you as you, as you you could uh, saw on my path, I, I never say no. I try to figure out uh, what I have to do to be a, a great developer a great manager so i was like okay so now i gotta be a great manager so let's go yeah and i had this intern back in my my old company and uh, it was a woman so i felt like great let's empower like women in the field it's so hard for them so i I try to be like this this pillar that uh, will make her like a great developer will give her confidence and let's do it so i I was with this energy and i was like okay let's book a lot of one-on-one meetings that's how you progress in your career and I, I i was always coming with energy to say like okay so what are we gonna do and uh, what's your next step and uh, tell me about it what we want to do but and yeah. the person was like eh, one-on-ones i don't like one-on-ones and uh, uh this is boring i just want to code 
yeah. let's uh yeah yeah i'm doing that i'm doing this and i was like oh my god what, what can i do so, <laughs> I was, you know i was like so excited to like empower an intern because i wasn't an intern at the time uh, in, in my past so it was like yeah yeah okay so i think at the end i was thinking like okay so this person i can help i can yeah. help because uh she doesn't want to help and uh, okay i just leave it there and uh, let's just keep doing good work in other fields but uh, now that i look back i say like okay i think i didn't have the best approach i had to work with a different profile how can i achieve like how can i connect to that person in a level that mm. this person will respect me I, 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 you don't want to bring your views and your perspective on and on what's best for them. You have to mm. listen much more when you're a leader, when you're a manager, to understand what they need at this point. And if they need just one thing here and there, that's fine. I think it's their path. You know, mm. one-on-ones and their their career, it's for them. It's not for us. You know. So I was trying to have a a, a case from her, like a showcase, but. The, one-on-ones and uh, leading someone is not for you and your career, it's for them. So when I look back, I thought that was a failure because uh, I, I could help her much more than I helped in the past. So I was asking her things that I thought it, it would be good for her career and I wasn't listening that much, mm. you know? And that's something that hurts because uh, as I said, I really love people, I love to work with people and I wasn't mm. able to help that intern at, at that time. Yeah. So do you, I, I do you think see. so? Do you think so? What happened was that you wanted to provide what you felt was missing when you were intern. So when you were intern, what you wanted, you wanted to provide all of that stuff to the other intern when you were the manager. Did I frame the question correct? Yes. Yes. I understand the question. Uh, and yes, for sure. That played a lot mm-hmm. uh, on the on. on, on on what I was trying to do, mm-hmm. especially because I knew that if the, the intern on that company, if they don't do that, those things that I was telling them, yeah. it would be really hard for them to grow oh, as yeah, fast yeah. as I grew. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, I know the path. This is what you got to do. Why we are not doing because we're going to be stuck <laughs> in this position if you don't do this. It, it was really annoying, you know. And yeah, it's uh, frustrating. I can imagine. <laughs> and, but that's that's the path. I think you you have to let people choose their path, and you have to yeah. be there to support on whatever path they choose. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Neil, you talk about uh, when you talked about that you applied to that email that CTO. He said that he liked your energy. Right mm-hmm. now, you said you br- br- bring a lot of energy to the intern while mentoring them. So, how do you maintain your personal energy? Because I mean, like, I feel like people burn out. Some people who have like a lot of energy. I mean, like, I'm one of them. I like to do a lot of stuff. So, I'll you usually having a lot of energy, but. Sometimes you gotta, you, everyone has their own strategies of maintaining their energy. You know, you don't want to burn out. What are your strategies of maintaining your own personal energy so that every day you're the same Leo? Uh, of course, I'm not the same Leo every day. That's one <laughs> thing that we have to be clear about it. Okay. But, uh, uh, I try to be the best version of myself uh, every day in my life and at, at uh-huh. work, of course. And uh, I think this pandemic, it's really demonstrating that it's really hard to keep 
your energy up, especially mm -hmm. because answering the question, uh, I renew my energy uh, a lot through like physical exercise. Yeah. I, I was always so active in Brazil and here I, I tried to be as active as uh, I was, as I was. Mm -hmm. I, I'm also a jiu-jitsu instructor. So that's something, Ooh. you know, uh, teaching in the programming field and also teaching in the jiu-jitsu field also renews my energy a lot. When I go, I think I do Saturday classes. I teach Saturday classes. And that's something that really... Wait, in Toronto? In Toronto, yeah. yeah. Where? Uh, it's here on uh, Adelaide and Bathurst. It's the Gracie Baja in Toronto. So if you want to have a trial class with us next time, you're... Well, I'll, I'll, roll. I'll come and roll with you. Yeah, sure. I've, I've been to a couple of jiu-jitsu classes. I didn't like it where I, where I went. So I just stopped, dropped it. Oh, but here in yeah, Toronto? But, yeah. I was oh, in man. Scarborough. I'm, I'm in Scarborough. So there are like okay. a couple of jujitsu places here. I did not really like it that much. So I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to drop it. But maybe I'll just drop by and you, you're going to train me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about it later because yeah. at Gerez Baja, we have a very different approach on jujitsu. And I know how bad the jujitsu gyms can be. And I yeah. think uh, you will do great on our gym for sure. So yeah, yeah so physical exercise and uh, trying to get some time off from programming. And for me, having friends and again, the support net around you. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's why I feel so bad for people that is living alone. I, I don't know if you're living alone right now in the city. Well, I have but, my sister, uh, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that could be good. That could be bad. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, it's not that a lot of stuff. I think uh, physical exercise, I always tell everyone, it's really, really, really important. Yeah especially on this field because we spend a lot of hours like seated in meetings and thinking so hard you know just exercising this part of your brain that mm -hmm. uh, you have to go out and try to exercise another part of your brain like just physical coordination strength like breathe like you like good air and that that, that will complement like your your brain uh, like uh, balance you know so yeah that, that's the thing that i suggest everyone to do if they can no, that, that, that's great. That's great. So Leo, so now you have that become like a purely front-end focused person. So your understanding of JavaScript has increased and the front-end code has increased. So if you would have to tell a junior person or person who's starting his career, um, or I could frame it like this, what do you look for? A, what, what is clean code for you? What is a good code for you? Like, what are you looking for? And what do you think are the good practices for you in general practices, which you would tell like a junior person or a person who's just starting off? Um, I, I would suggest, uh, yeah, especially for the front end field or, or for all the all the fields? Let's keep it general. Yeah, let's keep it general, like all the fields. Uh, in, like how would you suggest some approaches to programming, like development focus approaches? What would that be some, a couple of them? Yeah. But uh, I think I have a, I don't know if it's a different opinion, but uh, if I'm uh, like giving an advice to a junior developer starting on the field, I would say, uh, let's uh, try to focus on solving problems mm -hmm. and see uh, the results of your work as fast as possible. So I wouldn't suggest them to, okay, so we study algorithms, study, all the data structures, you study all these complex things before you start working in something that you can see the fruits of your labor. No, you know, I think uh, 
programming you don't have you have space to be a great like uh, data engineer you have to like you can work in machine learning you can work with really low level embedded system but there are spaces that you can feel like just solving problems and especially in front end so try to you know find a problem that you really want to solve and mm. try to learn a language that you can be productive as fast as possible so that's why i like the front end frameworks because mm. you can be productive uh, real quick you know mm -hmm. and uh, languages like uh, uh, loosely type it as ruby and python as well which can be like fast to solve problems so mm -hmm. that's the thing that I would suggest. And uh, when you decided on a language or, or, or a field that you like, for example, if you decided to, to choose front-end and if you decide to choose React as your main language, mm -hmm. TypeScript or, or, or anything, I would suggest like, okay, so now you, you, you pick a JavaScript and React. So now try to understand and study how to think in React, you know, because mm. you got even JavaScript, you have a lot of ways to architecture your code, to model your code and to develop something to be production ready, you have mm -hmm. thousands of ways of doing that. But if you start learning and you start like thinking how to think in React, it will be, you increase your productivity a lot and you will mm -hmm. be solving problems much faster and you impress people much faster than if you try just to, okay, I will try to learn React, but a little bit of Elm and Angular, and then I will be good in Python and, and Ruby, and then I will do a AWS curse. I, I see a lot of junior developers trying to cover everything at the same time. Yeah. And I said like, okay, no, I think it's better to focus one thing and you have to be good at solving problems as fast as possible mm -hmm. and with, with a good quality. So try to be good on one thing first, and then you can like expand and your, your, your own career and your own studies will guide your next path, you know? I see, yeah. I don't like like, uh, like uh, instant formula that just give you like all the steps. Okay, you have to learn this, this, and that. Could mm. be good at this stack and that stack, and then you're gonna achieve this thing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like this formula. I, I just, I always say like, just try to focus on one, path in, in in one topic and then you can evolve from that yeah no i, I really like how you said that uh, your career will guide you where you need what you need to learn and what you need to do next right mm -hmm. and that, that that's true like if you focus on one thing and you start working on different problems you need to figure out you you'll naturally figure out what next thing you need to learn rather than learning everything which is which is actually like a really great advice um yeah thanks for that um leo i see a couple of books at the back so if I would ask you one book you would give to anyone, it doesn't have to be here, but what if kind of like, what's your favorite book or one book you would gift to anyone else? What would that book be? Ah, mm, it's hard. I'm trying to find that book. And I don't think I have one book that I can give to someone. Okay. So they can learn. But <laughs> uh, I would suggest, for example, mm, this one, uh, which is a philosophy of software design from John Osterhout. Okay. Uh, it's a good book, but it's a dangerous book. So I suggest you read this book with a more senior developer, because if you take all the knowledge and all the things that these authors say in this book and try to bring to your daily work, it can yeah. be dangerous uh, for oh, you. Okay. So you have to, to, to balance well. 
So it's a great book for beginners, but it's something that you have to discuss with more senior developers to see if, uh, is this make sense? This is this, uh, you, I cannot apply this on my daily work or not? But I see, I, I, I see a lot of good advice here. And, uh, you know, uh, man, yeah, besides that, I think a lot of other uh, books, they are good, but uh, not as good that I want to uh, share and suggest here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would stick to this one, uh, read it. It's a short book. It has like, I don't know, two, two, 150 pages. So it's, mm -hmm. not a, a, it's a, not a gigantic book and it's really easy to follow through. Yeah. So yeah, I would suggest oh, that. That's great. I might just get it. <laughs> Go get it. Yeah. Let's do a book club on that. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't mind. I mean, like, I'll actually do it with you if you're okay with it. Yeah, you know, sure. you, you'll be the, my, my senior developer. I can ask no, it. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's being a, a lot of people to get. I think I love doing book clubs. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that'll be great. Um, so, Leo, if I would ask you, what is the a challenge you're working on in your own life? Like right now, what's your major obstacle challenge you're targeting and working on or getting better at what would that be mm. so right now uh my biggest uh, professional challenge mm -hmm. is uh, trying to be a good front-end architect because I, I used to work on the field for 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 quite for a long time now and uh, now uh, on my company and uh, on my career, I, I'm on that position that I have to decide the future of our front-end systems. Mm. So that's something that is new for me. And mm -hmm. that involves a lot of different areas. So I'm trying to, to, to learn and study more on like domain design, on how to model systems and how to apply this to front end. Mm -hmm. And you know, have this critique view on the new stuff that is coming out. So is this good for my platform or not? So I'm trying to be like a more like, uh, uh, to, to improve my strategic vision on mm -hmm. the front end. Because before I was much more tactical on the day-by-day -day work, you know? So that, that's my point. biggest challenge, yeah. Oh, no, that, that's, that's great. Um, oh, my Siri just activated. I don't know why, <laughs> no. but <laughs> I don't know why the Siri just got activated. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It happens at the um, most odd times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Leo, so if you're stuck on island, you have only three things you can bring with yourself. What would you take? Oh, boy. Uh, those questions are always so hard, man. <laughs> uh like uh consider that i have uh food and how to survive <laughs> i vodka man mm. uh it would be it would be really annoying if i don't have anyone around me but people <laughs> are not things so i can bring people you know so uh let, let's see uh man it, it, it's hard i think i will bring my my guitar my acoustic guitar because I will have a lot of time to just play. And uh, right now I don't okay. have much time to play. So a guitar is, is one thing. Um, I really try to bring, uh, I don't know, the Lord of the Rings trilogy so I can read again. Oh, really? Gigantic book. And I think <laughs> it's a really great to pass time because I have food. I have everything that I want. Yeah. But of course, if I don't have people around again, I would be 
so depressed. <laughs> and um, oh, boy, the third thing, I don't know, I'll bring uh, uh, a way of communicate with the outer world. I have to talk to people. <laughs> oh, it's so a radio. You're going to bring your phone? <laughs> yeah, phone, a uh, computer. Or, radio. <laughs> yeah, something that I can talk to my relatives, to people. Yeah, I, I, if I don't talk to people, if I don't interact, uh, I, I will die. <laughs> that, that's... <laughs> no, but that's that's great. Um, Leo, what's your strategy of managing time? Like, how do you how do you manage time? I mean, I feel like everyone faces that devil of procrastination, right? Mm-hmm. Which I'm going <laughs> to assume sure. you do too. So, yeah, I'm always I'm always looking for strategies because I I, uh, I love trying different things. You never know what's going to click up, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Uh, I, I don't have like a one specific thing that I follow every day. It depends yeah. a lot on the problem on the project, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Sometimes I like to use the the timers so I can focus on like the Pomodoro thing, not oh, strict like Pomodoro, but I twenty five five. Yeah, I use I usually do like forty because I think mm-hmm. twenty five is low short for 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 mm-hmm. the for for a lot of problems that that, that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that really 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 helped that I suggest everyone that is able to do is doing pair programming, so you are really productive when you're doing pair programming because you're we have to be focused because you don't want to let the other people down because you're just like slacking off or just distract so pair programming it's a good thing to productivity and to manage time as well because you can block like a morning on an afternoon so i would do pair programming with this person mm-hmm. and then you use your time uh, in a really good and productive way so you got another person keeping you accountable yeah yes <laughs> yes and, uh, and and yeah, and of course, if you if you have any power to manage, how do you do your like meetings, your regular meetings? Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. suggest like having like at least one the three day free of meetings day mm-hmm. per week. So talk to your team, to your manager, and see if you can have like one meeting free day per week at least, mm-hmm. and how to evolve from that. I, I know people. And the companies that try to do like free mornings or free afternoons, but that yeah. is really hard for most of the companies. But at yeah. least one free day, especially for the developers, because it's important to you know really focus on the problems. I, I really mm-hmm. like to like interact with people, but sometimes in your like our problems that we solve, we have to have like laser focus. Otherwise, it will be so hard to solve the the, the problems. No, that, that that's true. That, no, that that's good advice. I mean, like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I've never actually looked at pair programming through that angle. That is actually making you more focused. You're being you don't procrastinate because you're yeah. You're, the other person is keeping you accountable. That's a really valid point. Especially um, for remote, you know, because you're not yeah. in the office. So yeah. in your home, you can like procrastinate a lot because oh, I have to do this and that, and you you have all your things around you that can distract you. But if you have a pair programming schedule. You yeah. have to be like as you were in the office because there there are someone the else waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you you don't need to tell me about the other things. I got my bed at my back. Yeah, <laughs> that is really inviting. <laughs> I oh, know, boy. right? The moment you're working, I'm like, huh? I should maybe uh, take a nap or something. <laughs> especially after lunch, man. It's I know, right? Time. That's the toughest one. That's the toughest yeah. one. 
after lunch i'm like oh my energy is gone i just gotta take a snap or something <laughs> but at least you have a stand-up right a stand-up desk oh yeah 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 i do it helps that, to be like standing up yeah and yeah, pet programming you schedule your pet programming after lunch <laughs> so you avoid like that laziness after lunch and you can start to slow you know start like 30 minutes taking some coffee and just talking with the other person like oh, this and that and then yeah. you can start work because you just fueled your brain and now you are ready to work you're back into the work mode yeah <laughs> yeah leo so it's been almost an hour i'm not going to take that much of your time i know you have to go snowboarding i don't want to <laughs> no take problem. the fun out of it yeah. but if you could step into my shoes and ask yourself one question that i didn't ask what would that be um let's see so interview yourself and get the mm, best question to <laughs> interview me. that that's a it's a great, great uh, like interview strategy like so what do you have asked yourself that i didn't ask i think you, you you did a great job as an interview i think you have experience doing that because uh, I, i was seeing that you have like a lot of episodes there um well, re related <laughs> uh, related to uh, related to the field um it doesn't think, have to be related to the field i mean don't worry about it anything you want you want i mean like the purpose of me asking this question is sometimes i don't ask um because i don't ask something which other person wants to tell me you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah it wants to share yeah yeah i want to share so i want you to share what you you're you want to get it out like you want to you want to other people to know so i want i want i want to know that <laughs> yeah for sure i think i have i have a good one I think we didn't touch a lot on the interview processes on yeah. around the software development field. And this relates to how do you bring new people when different people to work in the field? And uh, I really believe uh, the interview processes, they, they play a, a huge role on how do we filter people that are joining the, uh, the, the workforce for software development. Yeah. Uh, In North America, in Europe, in Brazil, everywhere, you know, mm -hmm. I think uh, right now our interview uh, system is broken. I don't think we, we do good interviews in general. Mm -hmm. So I look for companies that do like a, a better job on interviewing processes. My current company does a great job because we don't, we don't put the candidate on the spot. We don't ask algorithm questions. We don't ask mm -hmm. like tricky questions. We don't ask them to code live in front of us because they have to show themselves. We don't have, we don't ask like weird SQL questions and yeah. write this, this query on the whiteboard. We don't do that. We just ask the person to bring a code that they are really proud of. Mm -hmm. And let's discuss on your own code. Let's discuss what do you know about this field on your code perspective? Yeah. So I think this is much better. And if you want to bring like different people to the field, And that's the thing that everyone says, like, let's bring diversity. Let's bring like other backgrounds. Let's bring other people to the field because everyone can benefit because uh, we have different point of views and all these HR things that they say, but we mm -hmm. are not doing this right now because we are stuck with the same hiring processes from 56 years ago, I don't know, 30 years ago. And we yeah. still ask the same whiteboard questions. We still ask, The, we, still, we are still following the Google pattern on how to interview pe people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's good. We are bringing the same people to our companies because 
it's the person that just came out of college or something, someone that studied one year just to pass on interviews. And do you want to hire someone that is good to pass on interviews or someone that, that can bring different vision or that is good on, on, on solving problems, mm. on, on, on thinking differently, you know? And how can you access this if you just ask data structures, uh, performance, uh, language, knowledge, Mm-hmm. And you don't try to and don't try to investigate other areas of that that candidate, you know, yeah. and, and the personal uh, aspects for sure. And that someone someone can't really, uh, you know, they don't have the the privilege or opportunity to to dedicate them themselves and their lives to study algorithms and study languages and and be so good at some computer science topics, yeah. because. They have different lives, you know, you have to respect that. And if you really want to follow the HR advices and bring different people, you have to stop doing this same high processes. So that's a topic that I'm really passionate about because I think we are doing a really poor job and we are bringing the same male persons to the same field. And we are saying that we are going to change, but we are not doing anything to change because our hiring processes is so uh frozen in the time you know we are not evolving our hiring process we're expecting different results without actually changing the process yes that that's a good summary yeah yeah i mean i totally agree with you i mean it it's it's totally fair that uh, a person who hasn't like actually like learned how to reverse a binary tree doesn't make him a bad developer i mean how how many times have we reversed a binary tree never (laughs) never Really? In my work, my work day, I never had to do that. And uh, I know so some of those topics, they are important for yeah. specific fields on specific companies, on specific areas and departments of that company. Okay, if you need that, you can do that specific hiring process. Sure. But if you are just doing like a web app for managing, I don't know, uh, burger shops, yeah, you don't need to reverse you don't a binary need tree. To reverse a binary tree. <laughs> you know, you have to have someone that is passionate about burgers and they love how to, do, they love like, they, they know a lot of burger web apps and they know how to be like, a, uh, to, to build a good like uh, UI for, for burger apps. And they, 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 they know the performance bottlenecks of like uh, burger shops and let's try to innovate here. So for example, someone can bring like, let's live stream yeah, the burger, the burger, the 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 cooks there doing burgers live, so the your user can can see people doing your own hamburger and deliver it to your home. So let's do that. So that's yeah. much better than someone that knows how to uh, explain to you all the different data structures that is in the world. So you know, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, that totally makes sense, um, Leo. Um, where can our listeners connect with you online? I, I, from what I understand from your energy, I understand you're always willing to help other people. So I feel like if someone is listening to the episode and wants to reach out, where can they reach out to you online? Uh, I think mostly through LinkedIn. Um, I'm always taking a look at my LinkedIn profile so we can share that. It's Leo Silva Lima at LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, always, I'm also on Twitter. And... Uh, I think we can share this um, on the description. Or in the, yeah, yeah, I'll put it in the description yeah. too. Yes, and of course through email, uh, and, and that's it. I think those are good uh, good ways to 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 reach, to reach me. And please reach me 
Uh, I, I love to connect. I'm still growing my network here in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm always looking for opportunities to help and mentor. So feel free to, to reach me. Great, great. Um, thank you a lot, Leo. It was an amazing conversation. I enjoyed every moment of it. It was really fun to get to know you. And uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your weekend to actually sitting with me for an hour. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much for, for bringing this opportunity to me as well. Uh, I, I, I love the way you... You ask questions. I think you have yeah, a great uh, journalism talent as well, and uh, and it's the new media, you know, podcasts. I think uh, I loved I loved the conversation, and uh, you did a really great job on making me feel comfortable to to share my thoughts and share even my controversial uh, uh, topics with you. So yeah, congratulations on your Thanks show. A lot. Thanks. I really appreciate it.